0: Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. We're talking today about protein. Now, this is a question I get several times a day. Well, Dr. Joe, you don't eat animal products. Where do you get your protein from? So we're talking about where to get your protein from. How much protein do you really need? Because most people are getting two to three times, sometimes five times, the amount of protein that they actually need. And that's not good. Because the body has to do something with this excess protein, and it breaks it down, and then has to pass it out. And that's where you start having health problems. So the first half of the show, we talked about some of the health problems. We're going to continue on with other health problems. And then we'll talk about other sources of protein. And I'm going to convince you today, I hope, there's absolutely no need for animal protein in your life. And if you do eat animal protein, and it's your call, well, I've learned in my life, I don't argue with folks, if you're going to eat animal proteins, I do ask to eat organic only to avoid a lot of the chemicals and pesticides. And that's the trend right now. And I'm so excited because for years I've been, you know, screaming from the rooftops about a plant-based diet. And now we're seeing uh, major chains, Burger King, McDonald's, uh, Subway, uh, uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken coming out with plant-based options of their popular meals. Now, these are not health foods. Don't think I'm saying, yes, go out and have a, a, a veggie Whopper and that's going to be a health food. It's not. It's better than what you're eating right now, and they're not bad. I've tried them. They're they're okay. I don't have a problem with them. But I'm happy that it's creating this awareness that you don't have to have animal proteins, that you don't have to have animal products at every meal, and I couldn't be more thrilled. And people say, well, Dr. Joe, you're promoting uh, a company that serves meat. Okay, I'm not promoting them. I'm promoting the fact that they're promoting us. Us, when I say, you know, people that are more plant-based. So I'm okay with this. I think it's great that the world is coming together and that we have options. When I went plant-based 30-some-odd years ago, it was pretty much salad, rice, and beans. And a lot of the beans even had uh, lard in them. Now, I can't go anywhere, it seems, that there's something I can't eat. I even went, uh, I was at a place and had a a barbecue restaurant. It was in a a, a mall-type thing, a a food court. And they had a barbecue restaurant. It was like two, three things on the menu that I could eat. It was pretty cool. I didn't eat there, but I could have eaten there if I wanted to. But we're seeing more and more things. There's a a Korean uh, place that I like to go to, and they make these bowls. And they have a tofu bowl. 20, 30 years ago, you would have never seen that. So I'm really excited that the trends are going toward more plant-based proteins because they're so much easier to digest. Now, if you're eating too much protein, you can increase your risk of cancer. We talked about this before. Too much protein can increase your risk of cancer. One study notes that high intake of red and processed meats is associated with an increased risk of colon cancer. Another study reports similar findings when consuming red meat, while conversely, noting that fish and chicken without the skin had a lower risk. Now, that doesn't mean it's good for you. It just means it's not as bad. Get the semantics there? Kidney stones, according to the American uh, Family Physician, the, um, lower fluid intake along with excess protein, uh, uh, along with salt and oxalates, uh, is cr- is critical. It's a critical risk factor for the development of kidney stones. When you eat acid foods, your body has to neutralize that acid. The body uses calcium to neutralize the acids, and it bonds into the calcium and then has to get flushed out of your system, and that can cause the stones. Increased risk of heart disease. A report from the American Heart Association notes that middle-aged men on a high-protein diet, 33% higher risk of developing heart failure from all these protein sources. Wow. Why would I do that? That's not a good odds to increase my my risk of heart disease. Now, if you choose to eat meat, again, be very selective where the meat comes from. The quality of the meat you eat is just as important as the quantity. As a general rule, I recommend only eating grass-fed, pastured, organically raised meats. Organic is the word I like to look for. Because the other words may, may have dubious meanings, organic is the word that's going to be the best for you. And of course, the same goes for dairy and eggs, any animal product. Meat from pastured or grass-fed animals is going to be superior than from animals raised in concentrated animal feed operations, CAFOs. CAFO beef and poultry is likely to be contaminated with herbicides, pesticides, hormones, antibiotics, other drugs, as well as genetically modified uh, foods and genetically engineered grains that these animals consume. I've done shows on that in the past. Researchers are even suggesting that this type of commercially raised beef may be spreading slow-acting prions, which are proteins, that may be linked to things like Alzheimer's disease. Again, it's a maybe, there's no proof of that yet, but I'm not gonna roll the dice on my health. The damage is identical to that seen in mad cow disease, except for the rate and speed at which these these infections destroy the brain in humans is much slower. Am I gonna take a risk on that? No, it's not worth it. I'm not gonna have a barbecued spare rib with the the hopes that I don't develop uh, a problem. Because most of the things, if we suspect it, it comes true. That's why we have such a long list of the Dr. Joe was right. The Dr. Joe was right list is all the things we talked about over the years that eventually came to fruition. The things that haven't changed, fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. Seeds, sprouts, spirulina, which is found in Dr. Joe's supergreens, are great sources of protein. A key factor in maximizing your nutrition is achieving the balance of what we call the macronutrients, the carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. By far, most Westerners consume way too much proteins and carbohydrates and they don't eat enough healthy fats and fiber. Now, people say to me, Dr. Joe, where do you get your protein from? Fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds are great. We said spirulina is a great source, going to cover that again in a second. But when I make Dr. Joe's Supergreens, which is one of the two supplements I, I suggest everyone take every day, Dr. Joe's Supergreens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source are the minimum supplements you should be taking every day. Now, they're two powders, they taste great. Somebody said to me the other day, Dr. Joe, did you change your formula? This batch you had is a little different tasting than the other ones. We use all natural ingredients, chlorella, spirulina, uh, dults. So the ingredients are natural so they don't have the exact same flavor every time. So sometimes it's a little sweeter, sometimes it's a little more bitter. If it's a little bitter, you got a batch you're not happy with, add some stevia to it. Maybe get a half a frozen banana. I use frozen bananas because it makes it creamier. Whip it up in a smoothie, throw some frozen berries in there. It's gonna be fine. Every batch again is gonna be a little different. That's proof that we're using good quality products. So other sources of protein, hemp seeds. Now we have a hemp oil on our website, drjoe.com, which has CBD and other cannabinoids in it. And it's very good because it helps regulate and normalize the body. So if you're interested in CBD oil, Dr. Joe's hemp oil is the one we use on our website, drjoe.com, and we put it in a hemp oil. So it's the hemp, uh, we we extract out the, the, the cannabinoids and then we put it in hemp oil. Hemp seeds... Which you get the hemp oil from are about 33% protein. It provides about 11 grams of protein per three tablespoons. They also contain all 20 amino acids. There's 20 amino acids that the body needs, easily digestible form and loaded with omega 3 fatty acids. So there's a great source of protein. Get some hemp seed, and they taste good too, by the way. Sprinkle it on your salad every day. Put it in your doc, mix it with Dr. Joe's super greens and Dr. Joe's essential source. Chia seeds. About 14% protein, about 4 grams per 3 tablespoons. Load with omega-3 fatty acids. Now, again, it's an ALA form of omega-3 fatty acids. Now, if you know anything about omega-3 fatty acids, they're really good for you. They're called essential fatty acids. When you see the word essential, essential amino acid, essential fatty acid, that means you have to get it from an outside source. Your body doesn't produce enough of it on its own. So the omega-3 fatty acids need to be in what's called the DHA and the EPA form. The ALA form, again, trust me on the wording here, the ALA form comes from plants. The DHA and the EPA, you might think about getting from fish. Excellent source of omega-3 fatty acids if that's all you're looking for. But fish many times are contaminated with heavy metals. And many times they're heated, so it's not a pure form of omega-3. Fish don't produce omega-3 fatty acids. Fish get it from eating smaller fish who eat algae, Algae is the purest form of omega-3 fatty acids. On our website, drjoe.com, we have Dr. Joe's omega-3 fatty acids made with algae oil. So I take that every single day because it's an anti-inflammatory, helps the brain work more efficiently, and it's essential. We need those omega-3 fatty acids. And if you're eating a plant-based diet, that's where I get my omega-3s from. And it's a, it's a great source of omega-3s, and it's a capsu- capsule. You swallow it. It has no flavor to it at all. So other sources of protein, we talked about spirulina, 70% protein by weight, 6 grams of protein in a 10 10 gram serving, 18 amino acids, all of the essential amino acids are in there, the ones we can't make on our own, easily assimilated. Also, spirulina uh, is is easy to produce. Now, if you have an allergy to seafood or iodine, you might want to skip the spirulina. But very few people, I've never known anyone to actually have a reaction to Dr. Joe's Super Greens. Now, the Super Greens are very earthy flavored. That's why I mix it with the essential source. And those are the two supplements I think everybody should be taking every day. And the biggest complaint I get, whether it's chiropractic care, whether it's supplements, whether it's changing your diet, is, Dr. Joe, why didn't I do this sooner? Why did I wait so long with this neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, shooting pain down my leg to get chiropractic care? The answer is I don't know. It's very simple, go to our website, drjoe.com, make an appointment to come see us, it's very simple. When it comes to diet, people start taking the supergreens, the essential source, they say, Dr. Joe, this stuff's a miracle. I feel so much better, I have so much more energy, my brain works better, and they eat less. When you're hungry, you're not hungry for food, you're hungry for nutrition. And giving the body the balance of the macronutrients, the carbohydrates, fats, and proteins, and all the micronutrients, the vitamins and minerals, that's when the body only eats what it needs. And most people eat excessive amounts of food because they're deficient in nutrients. Every person that's overweight I've ever worked with, myself included, I used to be overweight, is nutritionally deficient. Once you get the nutrition levels up, people have a tendency to lose weight and feel better and live longer and spend less money on doctor bills. Patients tell me all the time, Dr. Joe, I can't afford not to take your supplements because I save so much money on food and I feel so much better. So all the supplements we talk about are on the website, drjoe.com. Sprouts. The quality of the protein and the fiber content in beans, nuts, seeds, grains, improve when it's sprouted. Sunflower sprouts provide some of the highest quality protein you can eat, along with iron and chlorophyll, kamut, hemp, quinoa. All these bean sprouts are great for you. And if you want to get crazy, you can make your own bean sprouts. It takes about three days. Uh, When I was in college, I took a glass jar and I took a pair of pantyhose that were washed. And I I put the seeds in there, put water in there, put the pantyhose over the top and drained out, put a rubber band around it, drained out the water. And every day, twice a day, I changed the water. And within three or four days, I had this big amount of sprouts. So you can buy sprouts, which are expensive, or you can make your own. Now, you can buy a sprouting jar and it's fancy, but you don't have to go through all that. It's real simple to make sprouts if you want to. They taste great. They're really good for you. Bee pollen, 40% protein, one of of, uh, nature's most complete foods. Now, you're not going to eat a large amount of bee pollen at once, but it's an excellent v- for variety if you want to throw that in there. I don't eat a lot of bee pollen. I've had it before. It's expensive. I don't think I need it because I'm eating a good diet. I know I don't need it, I should say, because I'm eating a good diet. These are just options I'm throwing out there for you. Now, let's go back to the risks associated with eating too much protein. If I can convince you, and many times people hear my show and say, Dr. Joe, I've listened to you for years, and I've read your books, and I've watched your podcasts, I've read your articles, But you said something the other day that struck home with me, and that's why I'm here in the office today to see you. Now, I don't know what's going to strike home with you because we talk about so many different topics when it comes to health. But neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, chiropractic care is an absolute no-brainer for most of those cases. It's less expensive, more effective, uh, less side effects, less time off from work. I, I can't imagine why if anyone had pain, they wouldn't go to come see us or another chiropractor first. But when we're talking about proteins and uh, foods, sometimes I have to hit on just the right thing. So if you're familiar with the high protein diets, which seem to be like an upsurge, like I said, the Atkins diet, the Zone diet, they, they were popular in the 90s. Diets such as caveman diet, the paleo diet, can vary in the terms of macronutrient ratios. Some say eat more protein, some say eat more fat, but they're typically high in protein foods. Now the standard ketogenic diet or the keto diet emphasizes fat, it can also be high in protein. Even mostly or entirely plant-based diets can be too high in protein. Protein is an essential part of a healthy diet. As we said, it builds muscles, it helps organs, it helps bones. High-protein diets have also been shown to be helpful in reducing fat, losing weight, uh, making you feel full, Uh, feelings of uh, happiness. They they, they can help uh, retain muscle mass. But high-protein diets have been associated with a lot of risks that are important that you be aware of and understand. Now, nutritional experts don't advocate consumption of, to exceed the amount of protein needed. Now, there are diet people out there, they may not be nutritional experts, and you call yourself a nutritional expert, but you may say, I'm an expert on a ketogenic diet. That doesn't mean you're a nutritional expert. That means you know that if you eat a lot of fat and a little bit of protein and low carbs, you might lose weight. But once again, short term. Two months maximum for things like this in most cases. Let's go deeper into the risks. Excessive protein, as we said before, high-protein diets are touted for weight loss, but the type of weight loss can be only, may only be short-term. Excessive protein consumption is usually stored as fat while the surplus of amino acids are excreted. Again, you can only use so much. This can lead to weight gain over time, especially if you consume too many calories while trying to increase your protein intake. You can't eat unlimited amounts of calories in any form and expect to lose weight. A 2016 study found that weight gain was significantly associated with diets where proteins replace carbohydrates. Now, the, again, a the ketogenic diet, you, might, you replace it with fat, but again, only short-term. Bad breath is another side effect. Eating large amounts of protein can lead to bad breath, especially if you're restricting your carbohydrate protein. If you're going to eat carbs, complex carbs, not sugar, breads, cookies, cakes, and pastas. That's not the carbs we're talking about. Uh, and, uh, 40% of our participants reported bad breath. When they, when they were on these high-protein diets. This can be part, in part caused by your body goes into a state called ketosis, which produces chemicals that give off an unpleasant, fruity smell. Many times, if a diabetic isn't going into diabetic coma, they smell like they're drunk. Now we're finding people that go on these ketogenic diets, this sweet smell of ketones, you can be pulled over and an officer can think that you're drunk because you do smell like alcohol. Brushing and flossing is not going to get rid of it. You can double your water intake, brush your teeth more often, chew gum, uh, to, uh, and that may have some effect. But here's what happens. When you put protein in your colon, the stomach has to break the proteins down to amino acids. It then passes into the small intestine, where the pancreas helps break it down even further. If you're eating these large protein meals and you're not capable of breaking down the proteins, which is where the problem comes in, these big chunks of undigested protein or partially digested protein go into your small intestine. And in the small intestine, they putrefy. And when they putrefy, they give off gases. And these gases get absorbed into your blood system, travel into your blood system, and then the gases are exchanged in your lungs, and then it comes out through your mouth. So if you know somebody who has that potty breath, it smells like a toilet, chances are that it's a digestive issue. If they have bad breath from garlic, if they have rotten teeth, that's a different smell. But if they smell like a toilet, it's a digestive problem. Now, in our office, first thing we do is check to see if the stomach is spasm. We can adjust or pull the stomach away from the diaphragm. Then we want to look at are they digesting their foods properly, are they eating raw foods. I may recommend Dr. Joe's Digestive Enzymes, Dr. Joe's Supergreens, and Dr. Joe's Essential Source, loaded with chlorophyll. Chlorophyll can bind chemically to these rotten smells and help neutralize the stink. Works real well for garlic, too. But now we're trying to get to the cause of the problem, not just treat the symptoms. So from a chiropractic standpoint, we can adjust the stomach. We adjust the spine because the nerves control the digestive system. And if you have pinched nerves, that can affect how it works. And then we get the diet straightened out. We get them on some high-fiber foods. We have something called Dr. Joe's intestinal cleanser because one of the problems you'll find with high-protein diet is constipation. And I've had people come in and say, Dr. Joe, I'm on his high-protein diet. I'm going to stick with it for a few months, but I'm not going to the bathroom. We'll put him on Dr. Joe's intestinal cleanser. It helps move the bowels. Same study, 44% of participants reported constipation. High-protein diets that restrict carbohydrates are typically low in fiber. Increasing your water and fiber intake can help prevent the constipation. Tracking your bowel movements can be helpful. If you're not having bowel movements at least two times a day, something's wrong. And we may have to adjust the spine. The nerves in the low back might cause back, leg, and hip pain. But those same nerves control your colon, sex organs, and bladder. So if you have gas, bloating, diarrhea, constipation, we may have to adjust the nerves in the low back to open up the nerve supply to the colon. Then we have, may have to go in there and massage or adjust the stomach and the intestine itself. Then we've got to get you on a good diet and get you back to health. Diarrhea is another thing. If you eat too much dairy or processed foods, if you couple that with lack of fiber, that can cause diarrhea, and that's especially true if you're lactose intolerant or you consume proteins such as fried meats, fish, poultry, Eating a heart-healthy protein instead can avoid the diarrhea, drinking plenty of water, of course, and avoid caffeinated beverages. So many patients come to me and say, Dr. Joe, I can't move my bowels until I have my cup of coffee in the morning. Well, the coffee is an acid, very strong acid, and it irritates the bowels. Many people get the same results if they drink just hot tea, because the heat can actually cause the muscles to relax and get the bowels moving as well. You want to limit your fried foods, you want excessive fat consumption, you want to limit that, and increase your fiber intake. Fiber only comes from what? Plants. No animal protein has fiber in it. Zero. Now, if you're eating fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds, you're going to get fiber, and that's going to help tremendously. Then you get Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. That's the minimum supplements you should be taking every day. That gives you the nutrients for the muscles and the, the bowels to start working better. So it's one of the many, many, many reasons people should be taking super greens an essential source. If you eat a lot of protein, dehydration can occur. And that's one of the things that happens on a ketogenic or those high protein diets. You pee out a lot of water and you say, I'm losing weight. Water weighs eight pounds per, per gallon. I'm losing weight like crazy. Well, you're really dehydrating yourself. Your body flushes out excess nitrogen with the fluids in the water. This can leave you dehydrated even though you may not feel thirsty. A small amount, a small study done in 2002 involved athletes found that as protein intake increases, hydration levels decrease. Another study, 2006, concluded that while consuming more protein and had minimal impact on hydration, uh, the risk factor can be minimized by increasing your water intake. So the studies are maybe a little different, but you really got to increase your water intake, especially if you're an active person. Regardless of protein consumption, it's important you drink plenty of water throughout the day. I start my day with a super greens and essential source. I usually mix it with coconut milk or almond milk. Then I have a big glass of water, and I usually have about two or three cups of tea a day as well. And And it's herbal teas, no caffeine. And the reason I do that is I talk a lot. And I find that when I have tea in the morning, it warms up my vocal cords, and then my vocal cords work a lot better. And the tea is great because it's another fluid. It can cause kidney damage. We kind of brushed on that a little bit earlier. While no major studies link high protein uh, to kidney damage, uh, uh, specifically excessive to individuals, but excessive protein can damage people with pre-existing kidney disease. Now, here's the thing. You may not know you have pre-existing kidney disease until it happens. Patients come to me all the time in stage 3 and stage 4, kidney failure. Okay, what happened to stage 1 and stage 2? They never knew they had it. So you're running a big risk by taking these pro- this high-protein diets. This is because excess nitrogen found in amino acids that make up the proteins, damage the kidneys, and the kidneys have to work harder to get rid of the extra nitrogen and the waste products that the protein uh, break down and metabolize into. 2012 study looked at the effects of low-carbohydrate, high-protein versus low-fat diets on the kidneys. The study found that healthy obese adults, which I found interesting, what's a healthy obese adult? A low-carbohydrate, high-protein weight-loss diet over two years was not associated with notable effects on kidney filtration, but it can affect uh, if you have a weakened kidney. So again, you don't know you have these problems until it comes up later on. Increased cancer risk. We talked about this before. As shown to certain, certain protein, high-protein diets, particularly high in red meat, are linked to increased risk of various health issues, including cancer. Eating more red meat and processed meat is associated with colorectal, breast, and prostate cancer. Conversely, eating protein from other sources associated with a decreased risk of cancer. That's what I was talking about. Eating a more plant-based diet, same amount of protein, can reduce your risk of a lot of diseases. So that's why if you're going to force these proteins into your body, and I need more protein, Dr. Joe, you don't know what you're talking about, at least do it in a plant-based form. Scientists believe that this could be in part due to the hormones, the carcinogenic compounds, and the fats found in meat. So once again, if you've got to get your protein, all right, at least get it from a plant-based source. And again, you're getting plenty of protein. If you're eating enough food, a good variety of fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds to maintain your weight and maintain your energy level, you're getting more than enough protein. So again, 40 to 70 grams, trying to figure out grams per pound per kilogram, that gets confusing. Just eat a good variety of fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. Dr. Joe's Super Greens, again, loaded with protein from spirulina and chlorella. Uh, good, easy-to-digest proteins. A salad every day, get some nuts and seeds in there, you're going to get more than enough protein. Almost out of time, heart disease. Eating lots of red meat and full-fat dairy has been, uh, part of a, as part of a high-protein diet may lead to heart disease. This has been related to higher intakes of saturated fat and cholesterol. 2010 study found that eating large amounts of red meat and high-fat dairy Was shown to increase the risk of coronary heart disease in women. Eating poultry, fish, and nuts lowered the risk. Once again, I'm not a big fan of fish because of the uh, risk of mercury and heavy metals. Uh, 2008 study showed long-term consumption of red meat can increase uh, a a chemical in your body, and it's gut-generated chemical that's linked to heart disease. So, folks, again, if you're eating, if you think you need more protein, chances are you don't. And if you do need to take more protein in, make sure you're absorbing it. That's why we want to adjust the stomach, adjust the nerve supply to the stomach. Recommend taking, I I take a digestive enzyme, Dr. Joe's digestive enzyme, with every cooked meal I have. If I eat something raw at the meal, I don't have the enzymes. And the minimum supplements you should be taking every day, just for overall health, Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. If you have neck pain and back pain and shoulder pain and you're sick and tired of suffering, and you want to use the most effective, least expensive treatment for back pain, that's chiropractic care. Go to our website, drjoe.com, that's D-R-J-O-E dot make an appointment to come see us. In the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. So if you want to make an appointment, you can do it right online. If you have questions about your insurance, we work with most insurance companies. We try to match your benefits. If there's in-network, out-of-network, let us make that decision. Insurance can be very confusing. But the website's there 24 hours a day. Order supplements, make appointments, you have questions. Send them to me through the website, drjoe.com. I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from seven to nine Eastern time on wsbradio.com and on a WSB radio app.